Back to the right. There. Entering. Entering test. One, two, three. Go, go, go. How do you sound? Jasper. Hi, mister. You're annoying. <laughs> hello, all you lovely witches and bitches. Hello, hello. Well, you have Delphi Ducree here. Mikhail Moonstrom. And welcome to Myth Maketh Magic. Episode one. Episode one. Welcome to our casting couch. Yes, I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. I think that's all that needs to be said for what you're about to get into. So we want to start today, or today, tonight, the, we want to start this space with introducing our series. So again, this is Myth Maketh Magic, or the magic that makes myth. Wait, I have it backwards. I think there, you know, it's like it, the, it's a the change of the property. It's There's okay. a myth and a magic, and then somehow they're related. Something makes something. Yeah, you know, when a man <laughs> loves a woman. The wo okay. Anyway, so twenty first century. Yes. Get correct. All right. But the the heart of the series and why I wanted to bring it to your attention, um, at least, like this a topic for discussion is taking a look at ubiquitous senses of media, film, novels, things like Harry Potter. Um, and extrapolating something from it that can be applied to our daily lives, what you can learn from it. So, for example, um, like Excalibur, the sword in the stone. Mm -hmm. um, today we're talking about the Matrix. Yes. We, 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 everybody knows that, you know, you, everybody's had that moment where you read, you read a story, you watch a movie. You could have been a kid and you were watching Shark Boy and Lava Girl and mm -hmm. suddenly you now had a dream journal. You, you know, whatever it was, it could even be Wizard of Oz. You know, you're now off mm -hmm. looking for the Emerald City, um, ironically. Uh, these are things that affect us tremendously. And I think we, as pagans, oftentimes can get very captured in our own ancient-ass mm -hmm. mythologies, including when they are, they, you know, they're, they're subjective. They are things that have been lost and recreated and then taken inward and then shared and, and, and made into things that are so more dynamic and real, but we, we, we get stuck. Little boxes, little boxes mm -hmm. all over the place. And if it doesn't fit your thought form, then you... You may not see it as something that you can learn from, but take a look at, for example, Harry Potter. The the overarching themes about death, about love, how powerful and profound those things are, that what fears drive you, mm -hmm. what drives you to love, how do you exemplify that, how do you live it, how do you breathe it. These are things that you can learn from just about anywhere, but it's something special whenever it's something that you grew up with, mm -hmm. that transformed with you, that grew up with you, that you can really gain a lot from. And taking a look at series that were revamped, remolded, and represented to the to us, uh, it's just a different form, but it's the same message. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is there. There is a you know, there's no re. Don't worry, you'll learn from your own failures just as much as we learn from <laughs> ours. But there's no reason you can't learn from those failures, which, which, which occur in fiction, which occur, you know, in the Iliad. When 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 it, when it's Harry Potter, mm -hmm. you know, being a klutz as he as he's trying to go through normal prepubescent motions you know it, whatever it is there is a story and when you hear that story and it moves you there's lessons that you can learn not just go ah that was cool mm -hmm. like how, what, what if you actually got to learn what happens when you're brought into that moment of critical thought that moment of of critical analysis these these are things that stories they show us and they teach us but mm -hmm. we, we lose them because we it's a book and it's especially important to consider that when it comes to the series that we're talking about today, which is The Matrix. Mm -hmm. So we all know, at least I would hope that we all know, are at least familiar with the story of The Matrix and what it is. 
I think a lot of us are very aware of the the visual component, the action, the bullet time, the falling the, numbers, the, the falling the code. I actually have a, a my screensaver is the Matrix code. That <laughs> it'll get the crusty away. <laughs> but you, yes, the Trinity, the the, the leap, the taking leap. Keep, we all we're all familiar with that. The twins, all of that, the the car scene. But think about what the Matrix truly is. What it truly represents for this, the people that are telling the story, the, the Neo, the Trinity, uh, Morpheus, the roles that they all fit, the, the mythologies that apply to their characters, and the true, the real universal truths that you can gather from this story. I, I, I think they are, they're, 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 they're why. And you know, everybody's going to be able to pull different things from it, and that's, that's important. We're going to outline a few of them to kind of... Uh, to, to drive our focus so hopefully no spoilers to this though it, this is this is this is well, like you have been warned you have been warned yeah so like if it slips out just I've, enjoy hey, this is what you need to be we'll probably just drop in the spoiler while i something like that for the video but you have been warned we will be talking about very component, like key components to the story because it's important for us to be able to exemplify what we're talking about right for our nice little comparative analysis yes Yes. So when we look at when we look at our main character Neo, the things that the the, the, the first you know, movie one, myth one, right mm -hmm. that, that is being told here, is he's a normal person living a part of the status quo, living a part of right now. You know mm -hmm. that that is that is the working a job, living you know paying the bill, a part of normalcy, a muggle mm -hmm. as you call him, that you know that simple. God bless them. But there 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 are things that are presented and. La -di -da, -di da He comes to a point in time where he's brought a choice. Mm -hmm. He's brought. He's he's brought to a decision point. We're very familiar with this with the red pill and the blue pill. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, this isn't. This is a moment in which this character makes a definitive like. Mm -hmm. This is where the story just where it really takes off. And that that decision point, that moment of choice, is what really creates his path for him. Even though long before that even happened, he'd already decided because he was already looking into what was real. I remember at the beginning he was. Speaking with his fellow hackers about some about this matrix thing, like this the mythological concept. the concept like, of it. Like, is this real? What is it? How do I find out? Who do I talk to? And I think that's whenever Trinity first messages him and mm -hmm. says, "Hey, follow the white rabbit," or something it, like that. It starts the yeah. it starts it starts the process. So you've got two points which are presented in the beginning, which is the the unconscious decision point, mm -hmm. and then you have the conscious decision point. You've got the part where, you know. He was actually brought into all of the actions which drove him to be now involved in the situation, which brought him to the point where he would actually be there to make the choice between the red pill and the blue pill, the unconscious and the conscious. They'll find which one of these came first. So I would definitely say that the unconscious choice came first and that whenever he, in the beginning, whenever he was questioning what the Matrix was, and if you, if you even look at the tone of the, the film at that point, it's very gray, very somber. He's mm -hmm. very focused in on researching what this Matrix thing is, even though he has no idea. But he, at that moment, made the choice unconsciously to engage and find out more and learn more. And that awareness imbues a lot of responsibility. So by the time he reached the point of choosing which pill to take, he'd already made it by looking into it in the first place. That, that's right. You've already, this, this even, you know, that, that goes into the space of divination when we, when we talk to that component where if you've decided to consult the Oracle to, to, draw your tarot to throw your runes to ask a question there's a lot that drove you to be ready to ask you know mm -hmm. be willing to ask that question because the moment you ask we all know that you know if you ask mom or dad if i can do this or if i can't do this then if they say yes or no we know this is a schrodinger's cat mm -hmm. like it is until you, you ask and you perceive it. and that, that's the first concept the first myth that's painted in the matrix is there's this 
there is a decision point. Mm-hmm. And it is motivated on an unconscious level that drives it to the conscious point of manifestation. And by the time he reaches for that red pill, he already knew in his mind. I and mean, you can even see in his eyes that he knew that that was the one he was reaching for. But that moment is whenever he chose to engage consciously by speaking with Morpheus, going with him to Zion, being un- unhooked from the Matrix system. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar, the, the Matrix mainframe is a set of its fields and fields miles of pods that contain human bodies, and they're essentially used as a power source. People. Yeah, they're people. And they're, they live their entire lives, they're born, they live, they die in these pods without realizing what's really happening, at least what's quote-unquote really happening. Yeah, their whole world is programmed. Yeah. It's all programmed, so they, they're immediately linked into the matrix system physically, so that their, their conscious mind drives the matrix system, so it powers the machines, which in turn allows the, the machines to suspend and sustain the matrix system. So it's, a, it's that visual, that digital construct of reality and what we see every day, what you interact with. It's all programmed in this world. Because, you know, when you run out of double A's, you use people. Oh, yes. yeah, you know. I don't know what you do. I mean, you might use potato. People, Cam. Um, but people, you know. So when we, when we look at this, this takes us to our next driving point. What is the next myth that is presented in this? And this is when you look at Neo in the, in the first world, the first dimension you're, we see him in. It is the matrix, and, and while it is observed briefly with Bunyo and his searches, we, we, we don't really see him engage and interact with it in a full viewpoint until after that decision. Mm-hmm. Now, the matrix is the matrix is not just a program, right? It's not like mm-hmm. you're not just playing a game. It's a very unique environment. It's one in which it's not just driven by the template, but it's driven by you. It's okay. driven by us, those who are plugged into it, we are all contributing to it. We're being fed data and generating data as we look at it and observe it, and it creates a network of woven consciousness or perceived consciousness mm-hmm. as it's experienced. So there's the unconscious programming that sustains the normal rules about, for example, gravity. We mm-hmm. know if we throw a ball, it will drop back down. Mm-hmm. We know that if we try to walk on water, you may you may are likely to sink unless you're, you're exceptional in certain ways. But um, <laughs> if you... Think about it that way, and then there's the conscious manifestation of the people that are existing within that world. So think about, for example, whenever they cross into the world and uh, Neo decides to, or engages with Morpheus learning martial arts. Mm-hmm. So that was a conscious decision to take on that knowledge and immediately have it accessible to him. So having that experience is very, very different from the day-to-day that most people experience. There's you know there, there's a breakdown in reality. There there's a point in time in which, but it's, it's I guess it's you know it's a breakdown to for a build up. Mm-hmm. You know there, there's a point in time in which you know they because they still use the matrix. If, if you take away the matrix, if you just shut it off, not only did everybody you know was ever was everybody technically dead or lost at that point in time, but mm-hmm. if the machine turned off, everyone's connectivity and ability to engage in a in to engage with the matrix to engage with the system. The, the very thing that was holding them and containing them and binding them, it, that, that went away. It would be no more. Right. It, it, so it wasn't about not being a part of it. In fact, it's, it's, it's so much about being a part of it. They're not able to get to the main character without being a part of it and interfacing through the Matrix. So it's not about, a, is the Matrix a good thing or a bad thing? It's a thing. It, it just is. It's, it's, it's what you are. It's right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, we're there. I think that, that's, what, that's, that's a powerful myth that's presented mm-hmm. in it. And the, the, one of the most iconic scenes in that film, it's also, I think it's towards the beginning of the middle of the first film, is the scene whenever Mor- uh, Neo visits the Oracle for the first time. Mm-hmm. Whenever Morpheus takes him to her. 
to understand what this program is, what she does, what she can see, the role that she fills. So she is, along with a couple others, like a key figure in this series. So the Oracle isn't a person? The Oracle is not a person. Oh, wait, no, I guess the Oracle would have to be a person to be able to be... Well, not necessarily. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think because that's, that's, that's the weird thing, is because the Oracle is, is, is both aware of the Matrix and the mm-hmm. outside system, but they're not... She, they, they seem timeless. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's a... Like an pro, like exclusively programmed entity right. that is meant to stay in, like, yeah. Archetypal. You, you yes. know, you've got, like, you know, how we experience it in certain faiths, a god, a deity, mm-hmm. an the entity. The and the feminine. You're, you're left with a very interesting thought form. Now, the different, what is the difference between the Oracle and Neo? Hmm. So, the way I like to look at it, at least from from the moment is the Oracle is one of those sustaining forces that is consistent, having that awareness of all the preceding matrices that came before, um, understanding of what's occurring without having to be in the vicinity, uh, not having to engage outside of that realm, uh, but still having unique unilateral control over the realm that over which she presides. Uh, Neo, I see, because I, I remember a point whenever the Oracle was destroyed. Mm-hmm. But if Neo were to, were to perish, as we discussed before, what happens in the Matrix occurs in real life. Right. There's no distinction between the two. If you're injured, then you're injured. But that's, and I think that's, that's almost, uh, it's a shame that I missed that one at the beginning because that's, that, is, that is the next building point for the myth that's in the Matrix. It, it, is the fact that what you think affects you. Mm-hmm. If you're part of the Matrix and you die, you die. Your little battery gets flushed and, you're, and, you know, and your cycle's over. You're, you're, you know, you are quite literally just consumed back into the machine, and so, so your your mind has an effect in the in the realm of the matrix, and as we'll apply it later, your mind affects the world around you. Mm-hmm. That is, in fact, what makes Neo Neo. But Neo doesn't know that. Neo Neo is, for all intents and purposes, he's one of the most frustrating <laughs> characters at the beginning because he's an idiot. You know, he he's he's questioning, but he has so he's he's filled with so much self doubt and question. Well, everybody around him has belief in him. Mm-hmm. And how often do we find that that is something that parallels in our life? That we mm-hmm. we don't believe in ourselves, but your mom, your dad, the, the, those supporters, wherever they're found in your life, they they have nothing but faith in you. And the same, same thing in reverse. Like You can have complete faith and trust in people that are surrounding you that show you that love and support, but you can't do that for yourself. Mm. And that's one of the key lessons that Neo learns slowly but surely, but he applies it rather quickly whenever he's interacting with the child with the spoon. And he's watching all these young, I almost said Force Sensitives. Wrong series. Force Sensitive. He's observing these Force Sensitives. Stay in the video. That are levitating blocks and bending spoons. And he, he takes a spoon and tries to bend it and nothing happens. And the little boy clarifies, well, it's not the spoon that's bending, it's you. Mm-hmm. So whenever he hears that knowledge, he's understanding, oh, okay, I can, I can kind of grasp that. So whenever he bends himself, as he's told, it's, the spoon bends. It starts the initial, like, the visualization of the, of the like, hmm, what, what, is, what is this? So with, with, the, with these dynamics, you know, it's great to have them and to see them in the Matrix. And again, I feel like everybody, we can sit there and extrapolate these. In fact, you, you should try to do this with a text or a book or a movie or a series. Oh, you can do it with a song. I do it with music all the mm-hmm. time. You hear it and you get that chill, mm-hmm. that vibration. And that you're like, story. I feel this. I don't, I, I'm not 16 and feeling this, but you know, I, I feel it. And the importance of the Matrix, as, we, as we've highlighted these myths, you know, they're they're wonderful in a literary sense, but we wouldn't be here if we couldn't give you something tangible. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And that's where we step into the magic and manifestation side of this is it's very much so particularly the notion of reality that surrounds you being a thought form of your own creation. That's the driving factor for all of the matrix and what they're able to do. Mm-hmm. So consider the world around you, right? I'm sure we've all had moments of deja vu. That's probably familiar if you've seen the films too. Or if you notice something that just seems off or or if you, you have moments of clarity that makes you kind of step out and dissociate in a certain way and make you do crazy shit like that. So we've all, we've all had those moments. So think about what you could do if you also decided to bend yourself rather than bending the spoon. Imagine, imagine if you, you, know, you, look, you can look at the movie and you see once they have that point of decision, decision, <laughs> and they embrace the new reality, which is a lot of times a hybridized, a bastardized form of reality. It's not something that seems right. You know, like when, when you started your practice, you know, I was Christian, Catholic, mm-hmm. Southern, Southern Baptist. We, we came from, you know, real here. Mm-hmm. But you start to, you, you, when you first start your practice, you end up being something that's like, you've got one foot here, you've got the other foot here. Mm-hmm. Like, the red foot and the blue foot. That, the, the, the red foot, the blue foot. It's like, the... <laughs> You, you end up living this hybrid place, and that's not a bad thing. Because when you're in one place, you're there, and you, you run out of room. Mm-hmm. You're in the other place, and you can't stay there, right? Like, mm-hmm. to, be, if you, to be sentient in the pod, in the matrix, would be the most claustrophobic, suffocating existence. Like, you, you, your mind couldn't rationalize it, and it would shut mm-hmm. it down. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, but, so, you can't stay in that space, but this hybrid existence that you even see very well described in the matrix is something that similarly we were striving for. You make mm-hmm. a decision. You embrace the fact that you've made that decision. So if you listen to our first podcast, which was So You Want to Be a Witch, mm-hmm. it started with making a decision. A decision to be aware, a decision to wield what's available to you at all times, that light inside you, understanding what it is, how it's written, how you can rewrite the rules that make the world around you. And going back to the point about existing in both worlds, you you have to. Like mm-hmm. they they have to. There is no they don't do all of their work exclusively in the in the real world or in the matrix. It takes both. Those who are engaged and active, mm-hmm. they exist in both. Now it doesn't mean you 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 have solidarity points of like you have those who exist in Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 have been freed from the machine. Some of them have never been a part of the machine, and they are they're separated and but they're not a part of the matrix. They can't engage or interface with any world that is other than the hard, cruel, cold reality of the machines and the stone that mm-hmm. they've carved out for themselves. Versus you've got those who, you know, who are active in serving it, those who, who are, I don't remember what they're called. Uh, I don't even know if they have a name. But they, they, are the, the, they are those who are out searching, mm-hmm. seeking. Morpheus and Trinity and Neo. Yeah, they're, they're ships of them that, mm-hmm. that go out and that traverse this giant machine to both wake them up and, and to battle the resistance, battle the other world. But the people who can do that, they're not people who exist in one or the other. The programs, like the Oracle mm-hmm. or the Architect, as we see later, they're, they're, they're exclusively in their realm. They, they don't exist outside of it. They're aware, you know, they, it goes to generations beyond, they're aware of histories, but they exist within it. And think about them as sort of like divine beings in their own right. Mm-hmm. It takes the oracle and the architect every single iteration of the matrix to stain it and make it what it is to continue that fight for peace. Mm-hmm. And they talk about that, uh, I, I think briefly they at least mention it, 
and that this isn't the first iteration of the Matrix. It's happened before over and over and over again to varying results, but it always entitles the positions of the Oracle, the Architect, and the One. And the One. And so that's, that's, that, that right there is, is the key path that we want to highlight there is because you've got the feminine, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and then you have the individual participant who is a hybrid thing. You are a spiritual being having a human existence, just like in the Matrix, right? You are not the program in the Matrix. You are a living thing, but you are having this experience. An incarnated form of what those two forces can present. So the Oracle's gift of sight to be able to see varying outcomes. Um, Neo can also see the, the code of the Matrix itself. Mm -hmm. The same thing with the architect is conscious wielding of what the matrix it's, is. It's the thought itself. It's the matrix. You've got to have the form, the template, and then you've got to have the, the fuck is the template feeling. You've got to have mm -hmm. that drive Just to understand knowing. it. And then the thing that you both can't possibly understand because it's so large around you. Like Neo doesn't understand it until the very end. As we, as it usually goes. <laughs> and, and, and that, and that builds. So when we look about the magic, that you can make with this. First one, first step. You've got to make a decision. Decisions are powerful magics. So do wake up. Wake up, unplug, disconnect, and look around. See the world where it's real and challenge it where it feels like it's not. And, and if the rules that you make for yourself in this world so whenever you choose to bend as the way that you see fit, mm -hmm. whether it's to going against convention entirely in your life, or maybe completely revamping who you decide to surround yourself with. These are conscious ways that you can create your world around you. And it, it trickles down into the unconscious as well to where you, it sustains itself, because the unconscious always supports the conscious. Well, one has got to be there first. It's kind of like if you're watching this video or if you found yourself onto, our, onto this podcast, this channel, this place, if you're looking for those books, if you're researching and you, you know, you're, you're seeking, you're not sleeping. If you're seeking, you've already made the decision. So you're already at that table with Morpheus picking which pill that you're taking. And honestly, I, to, to my credit, to our credit, to Mikhail's credit, I'd say that we are the biggest ass. We're like a suppository red pill. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, you're, you've got no choice. But that's the other thing. It's not something. You make a decision. If you, got, you have to treat it like a real decision. Not like, not feel like I'm going to be good today. Like, no, no, once you make this decision and you start, you can't stop. Otherwise, you're going to be brought into a point of contention trying to rationalize. You, you, you're like, you, you're like um, I can't, I can never remember his name, but he is effectively one of the largest antagonists in the show. And he tries to get back into the Matrix. Mm -hmm. He's aware of it. He's aware of the hybrid existence and he wants he to go want back. To live in it. He wants to, to remain in that state of being very placid, being very comfortable, and sticking with what he's understood feels his whole nice. life. It's not real, but it feels nice. It's not real food. It's ones and zeros being simulated. But that's what he wants. But damn it, he wants that steak. Even if it's not real, even if he knows it's not, having actually lived in the real world before and you cannot, you cannot step back, you can't there, regress. There's no fact. And, no. and when you watch his character arc, the what consequence. Yeah, what happens, it's, you know, if you don't know, watch it, figure it out. You, it's, it's so important because when you look at your life, you will see examples of this failure everywhere. People who understand but can't live or practice what they preach or practice that thing that they, that they glimpsed that, you know, took them beyond the machine. They can't live it. They can't do it. Inconsistency, like mm -hmm. you said. And that, that causes a great disharmony.
Because that world is even more real than the world that you see before you. The world that you don't see that sustains you, that that suspends and holds your decisions, your choices, your feelings, your thoughts, everything that makes you you. All of that is even more real than what you see before you. Absolutely. You can't live with one and not the other. That just does not work. You cannot have the matrix without the oracle and the architect. You can't hold that universe together. So consider that in order to manifest as Neo does with his ability to, to fly, to move really quickly, to be able to rapid fire have information, combat like it's nothing through against the virus and Agent Smiths, like it's effortless. There are still trials and tribulations, and he does still fail at times, mm-hmm. but he still sustains his belief in what he is and what he can do, at least in what can be done collectively rather than focusing on what he can do, even though he's the one that is the one. Uh, yeah, no, I, that's, and that, that's the biggest thing, because it's, it's not about fate. It's not about you win every time you win every time. It's about you push until you win. You, that's, yeah. that's, you know, it, it's that consistency that you don't accept it until it is what, you, what you've seen it, made it, forged it to be. And when you look at understanding the matrix in your life, just know, know that you are supported by a shadow. Mm-hmm. You are supported by an, an oracle, a part of you that is, that, that is unconscious and asleep and dreaming the most beautiful dream. And that's perfect intuition. Understands and has stitched together the most beautiful tapestry for you to drive this emotional thrum and song that you are going to experience. And that has been laid over this perfectly stitched form, this perfectly stitched plan Mm -hmm. and archetype that is for you. And these two things, when they come together, they create a hologram that is you. Mm -hmm. That that, that is you experiencing now, experiencing these two things together, and that's the most beautiful part of it. This is the journey. Mm -hmm. This is the moment. It's not about release it. It's not about escape from it. You know, every every faith has their own end goal. Mm -hmm. But when you look at those that have such dramatic end goals, like, we want to be there, mm-hmm. be in a singular fixed point, that's great, and I'm not going to challenge that. You know, you do you, boo, but there is a part of it where continuance, motion and movement Harmony. is critical. And think about it this way. The unconscious that drives the sustaining force for all that you can see and engage with consciously, think about it like a song. Like, that's the song that you hear. You can close your eyes. You don't, There's nothing that you have to see. You can enjoy it. Let it wash over you. Bathe in it. Asking that it can move you in ways that you can't explain. Mm. But it does. Mm. And think about the conscious realm, the, what you can see and touch, as the dance. So it's the movement. You have to be able to see it to engage with it in that way. If you close your eyes, you can't see the dance. There's no music. What's... You could, you could not, you couldn't perform, you know, the, the, again, we just, it takes us back to that, that, that realm where you are existing in multiple places. Mm-hmm. This is the whole aspect of a hologram existence. And to prove this to, to you, to show you that this world that you're having right now is in fact not the only one, or at least not, not the only one that makes you, you. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes. And when we say an object, when we say a thing, we want you to picture it. We want you to see it in your head. I don't know what it'll be. The fact that we, you know, you could pick anything random, but for this particular example, let's say a tiger. See it. Imagine it in your mind, though imagination it may be. But you see it. You see the stripes. You see the color. You see whether or not it's still, if it's moving, if it's hunting, if it's at peace, if it's asleep. You see it. Whether it's a Bengal, a snow tiger, it's still there. You can still create it with just a mere thought. 
and that is one of the most powerful notions that drive the matrix and that it's a world that is complete thought form but it's so so real consider whenever you're injured in the matrix uh, they get bullet wounds the wounds translate to reality if you're if you're sliced and diced by the weird ghost twins you're gone you're done it, it translates directly to what is the real and consider also like for example when in the real world neo engages with matrix dynamics for example whenever the the squid the squiddies i think they're called um, whenever they come and attack he's able to stop them consider what that means for what is real and i, I remember some prevailing theories about the matrix and the the quote-unquote real world where zion exists in the machine city whether or not that actually is the real world or if it's just another layer of the matrix machine like Excuse me. <coughs> Throw your morning. Did you fart at me? My excuses. Get out of here, Mr. Brady. Was that pillow real? Was that just a hologram? These are questions. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on what you look at it. Are you looking at it from the perspective of the song or of a dance or, mm. or both? Are you writing it? Are you writing the song? Are you singing it? Are you performing? Are you directing the performance? Or are you doing all of those things? Are you able to manifest in the way that the uh, individuals in the Matrix, the, the ones fighting, the way that they do? Because mm -hmm. with a mere moment, with a mere thought, they can leap buildings, they can hop across train tracks and cars and do all this crazy shit that you see. And considering how that can translate to the real world, how that's practical for you, is something that you can take home with you. For example, if you... Think about the way that you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you are uplifting, it's easy to be uplifting and kind and courteous and generous to others. At least I would hope so for most of you. <laughs> it's easy to do that, especially with thoughts. So, you know, like I, you're fired. So that, wait, it's like too soon. Let me save that for after the result. <laughs> it's a nice reference. But, uh, so Consider the thoughts that you surround yourself with in others. So, for example, you love someone dearly. You cherish them. You see the good in them, the light in them, the positive in them, what they can give to themselves and others and to you. It makes it easy to see past what they may be lacking in, what they may be detract from you. But you, conversely, for yourself, you only see where you fall short, where you failed, where you've let yourself down, let others down. That train of thought is detrimental in that it ruins your foundation is if you're like, for example, if you make a mistake and you're like, oh shit, I'm a fucking idiot. Who doesn't do that? Mm. But even that moment is no, not just it's not just a moment. No. It's not just a second. It that pervades and prevails through everything that you do. That moment of opportunity. That that moment to be better, to recognize that and, choice. And, and to build it up. How many times would you did you as a kid, would you have preferred that support supportive goal or figure in your life? to have supported you, to have affirmed you, to have hugged you or built you up in the face of your failure rather than laugh or, or, or make fun or not understand. You know, they, they, even if they did it because they didn't understand it, there are moments where you would, have, you would have appreciated a thumbs up, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. And you can give yourself that, that continual affirmation. That's something that even in the Matrix, you see Neo start to do. Now, he doesn't do it in the beginning. In the beginning, he doesn't understand it. He doesn't. He's not even really willing it. to accept that he's the one. He doesn't believe. He even says at a certain point, "I I know I'm not. The I'm one. not that." And he's even told, I think, by he's, the oracle. Yeah, the or the, the, he is definitively told by the very system he is a part of, "You're not that." And can you guess why? 
<laughs> he decided that he wasn't. It's a decision. That awareness is the first step. Waking up is the first step. Seeing the world for, the, for what it really is is the first step. Then you have to rise up. You have to sustain. You have to be. You have to be consistent. Recognize those moments whenever you need to maintain clarity. Because it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day, at mm-hmm. least if you allow yourself to be. And the enormity of it. Slip back into the normalcy of, let me wake up at 7, let me go take a shower at 8, let me go clock in at 9, let me sit there until 12 and go to lunch, etc., etc., rinse, repeat. Rather than recognizing the beauty in every single moment that you breathe, that you live, the love that's stitched into your very being that holds you together. What you, I think we take it for granted a lot, especially until it's too late. Yeah. So sort of like your, your, your blood, your breath, your eyes, if you were to submerge yourself, your body, even despite your intentions, would fight to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. That love sustains you in all things that you do. Give yourself that consciously. That is... Fight for your betterment. Yeah. You know, you fight to free yourself from this machine. Fight to wake up. Fight for your best, the way that your body does, the way that if you smoke, you drink, anytime you do something that is bad for you, this includes those, you know, lovely (laughs) conscious decisions that we make or unconscious decisions that we have made because of those that were made on us in our our past or in our formative years. But the thing is, you don't get to be free from it until you have been free, until you have acknowledged it, you've stood up and said that this is today. Be mindful of now in this moment to find the magic that drives the myth that you are. And, and exactly. And there's a, there's a phrase from, I think it's a song, uh, I don't remember what the band is, but they have a song called Rabbit or Habit. And I, I like that a lot, especially considering like the white rabbit notion of chasing something down the rabbit hole. And the minute that you see Wonderland and all its delights and all its terrors, you carry that with you. There is no going back. So would you rely on the rabbit that can guide you to conquering your world and being badass Alice from the Tim Burton movie the one that kicked the Jabberwocky's ass whatever it is oh yeah we jump in recent I love that that's for another episode I can't remember the name of that shit but (laughs) do you want to be that bitch or do you want to maintain your habits Mm -hmm. because being a part of that machine being a part of the matrix code and just that one symbol that passes for a brief second before it's gone Mm -hmm. is a good habit it's a very very easily you can be the best yeah you can be the best Check out this pound sign. NPC. This ampersand was wicked, man. Mm. But you could be that. Eh. Or or you can be the one. Because in your universe, you are the one. Okay, boomer. But you can... A little gassed. I'm going to need some magic. (laughs) Read some myth here in a second. But you can... Being aware and being consistent and being reliable to yourself is just as easy of a habit to build. It's being about being consistent because you didn't, these patterns of being a part of the machine weren't developed overnight. It took time and consistency with mm. clocking in, clocking out of not just work, but your life, your existence. You had to build those habits. You had to build those habits and it takes time. So give yourself that treat of not only just awareness, not of just rising up, but remaining up. Mm-hmm. staying up giving that gift to others giving that gift to yourself so if you want to have a better life if you want to live your life with your eyes wide open if you want to bend that spoon if you want to conquer that machine you want to be the one at the end that saves the one that you love which shouldn't start with you because if you if you ain't there how are you going to save those people no. how are you going to find those people if you don't have them if you're looking for that 
how are you going to find it if you're not seeking or searching or, 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 or looking for it? Exactly. And it's your thought forms. It's your thought patterns. It's what you tell yourself day in and day out. It's the, fuck, I'm an idiot. It's the, oh, I look great today. It's the, I'm so confused. I'm so lost. Develop the habit of countering the things that drag you down. Mm. Make it a habit of building yourself up, building up your world around you, because that light is like magnetic. That's that's what it's about. That's the, that again. That's the purpose of the story. If you're gonna tell a story and it sucks, why did you tell it? Why did you live it? Why why was why why did it why? You don't want it to be that way. Change it. Which is our that's our that we don't we, we say that over and over again. If you don't like it, change it. How do you change it? You be the change. Mm-hmm. You be the change that you want to see in the world. If you feel like you're lacking in X, Y, or Z in your life, why? Why? You can manifest literally anything that you can conceive of, and it comes down to what thoughts you surround yourself with. Is ultimately the thoughts that you give, sustain, and revert back into your shadow. So if it's something that's detrimental to you, that's where it will sit, and that's what will be your foundation. And do you want to build your foundation, your house on the foundation of stone or of sand? Right. Which one's going to get blown to hell in a hurricane? No, it, 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 it's a fact. So as, as we leave you in this space, one of the things that we want to take from you, take, we want to start this series as you, you, you go from it. Find myths everywhere mm-hmm. and look at the magic that they're built off of. Find the story in the song. Reread that classic that moved you as a kid. Go watch some fucking Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's all kinds. Of, but find your story. Find the myth that is... Find it. <laughs> be it be it build it okay see okay we, we went from casting couch to jackass <laughs> like, don't, don't do me I, hey that was kind I'm from Missouri thank you <laughs> thank you Kristen Lacey's near there I think <laughs> no, I think that Wee Man visited a car was it once. Oh. I'm pretty sure he visited we're gonna get something. in trouble au revoir, au revoir. thank Sorry. you all very much this was Hippie Queen Productions with an episode of Myth maketh magic. With Delphi Ducrees. And Miguel Moonstrong. And Jasper. And Jasper. <gasps> Mr. He, Man. He's like, I'm here. Hi. I'm here. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.